0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay. Sissoko finally waited. Erickson low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the rear, brilliant goal. On debut, Tongue Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Aurier! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First to saw Kane. Good area for Spurs and Cates. Not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Hurricane. That is exceptional. Lamella, will try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line. Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a
1: run. Yun Son from inside his own half
0: has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career.
1: Welcome. Good evening or good morning. To however you're viewing or listening to this, we are New Spurs Order under the touchline banner. today. I'll uh, I'll be your host, X Pack, and I'm joined today by Booker T. Uh, firstly, I do want to say uh, congratulations for for paying off your student loan. And uh, <laughs> did you celebrate by purchasing Spurs play?
2: <laughs> I did actually. Um, I I haven't actually purchased Spurs Spurs play. Someone actually. Has managed to give me one of their um, one of their given devices, so with um, all re-
1: that.
2: Okay. <laughs> so I was able to. Uh, well, I suppose I was able to celebrate uh, with with a Spurs W this weekend. So that was kind of a good way to uh, to end the weekend. But otherwise, yeah, bro, I'm good. Happy to be on. Feeling positive. I can't lie. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I feel like uh, we started well. So. Um, we will continue as we mean to go on.
1: Yeah, likewise. Good as well. Happy to be on always after a win and doing relatively well in the sun considering my um, complexion in parts. My freckles are absolutely singing. But yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a good few days. Um, although I do love recording um, a podcast where you have to shut the window and turn your fan off just for that you know, audio quality. And uh, it makes for... Picture perfect, non sweating host. But anyway, let's get into it. Um, we had the lineup come out for Southampton at home. I guess a lot of people thought of this as like partly a favorable home tie, even though they kind of beat us uh, last season at our own ground. Um, what did you expect or want the lineup to be initially? Um, if I'm going to be honest
2: with you, like, the lineup that came out is kind of the lineup that I thought it would be. Um, the only real sort of li- uh, lineup change that I thought maybe could happen was possibly um, Mora coming in for Emerson, because I wasn't really sure if he trusted um, Emerson like that. But to be honest with you, um, it feels like a lot of the players that he's used last season, and especially the way the season ended, I think he was very much happy to trust them and to go into the new season just as like a base and then go from there which which he did
1: yeah i'm sorry if there was uh some fart noises picked up on the audio then it just when uh because he said Lucas name that must have just been um a weird coincidence but um to be fair i thought he would be very very brave to not start perisic um Pelikos, obviously, it's a statement, new signing. I didn't think Young had the best pre-seasons. It's hard to judge from pre-season as well, but he just didn't look like his confident best. Like, he didn't look anything like how how he actually went on to play against Southampton, um, which, yeah, we'll get into as well. Um, Given the first... You'd say 15, 20 minutes, though. It took us a while to settle. You were at the game as well, I believe.
2: Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, very fortunate. South Stand, passion,
1: merching it up.
2: Yeah, down in the South Stand. It was, uh, I'm not going to lie. Like I think everyone was feeling themselves. First, first game of the season, first home game, first 3 p.m. game. It was, you know, I think everyone was in good spirits. And um, yeah, I suppose in typical. Uh, in typical touchline sort of way. There was a little bit of fracas before the game, but generally, yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a good, it you was have a good to love game. It. And
1: yeah, I, it's funny when I'm, you see that side of you, tops, cause you're a lovely man in real life and to, to pod with as well. But when you're at these games and when I've been sat with you, at one of these games, there's a, there's a different animal to you there. Um, Hey, so I'm welcome. sure you added to the party atmosphere of the first day of the season well. But how what was the feeling like, you know, when see Southampton did inevitably take the lead? We we didn't really start to go through the gears as yet. They they kind of had some joy down our left hand side with uh Giannico and Emerson and then it obviously fell to War Prowse and they scored. There wasn't really any team getting the better out of um another, I would say.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I feel like this is kind of something that's kind that's that's been, um, I don't know, it's been a little bit of a feature of our play on the Conte. I, I don't feel like we start particularly quickly. We almost have to get ourselves into the game. Um, you often find um, we're just a bit slow in our possessions and in, in our build up, and maybe even just getting to um, the opposition's sort of half, or even like engaging when we're defending. So, I mean. The mood was good to start with and then obviously we we gave the goal away. But actually, uh, I don't think many people were like super upset. I I kind of felt that we kind of had a bit of possession and we were building in moments. um, And it was only, I think, like the the first 10 or 12 minutes or something that they scored on. So to be honest with you, the game had, you know, barely started. And um, if anything, actually, our reaction after that was was fairly positive. You know, Um, it was really good trying to see us get on the ball. It was really good trying to see us create chances in that first half. It was really good seeing us move it from side to side, using Bentancur, using Hoy-Bier, um, stretching the play with Emerson actually doing some good work. Um, Sessegnon staying really sort of wide on that left side, using the rotations between uh, Dyer and um, Romero quite well. And, and to be honest with you, like, like like I said, I wasn't like too worried because that was... Pretty much the first shot of the game, and that was their first shot as well. So it was just, it was just an early it's an early setback, and it's not how you really want to start the first game of the season. But we came back into it.
1: Yeah, I like how we kind of stayed calm, went through gears, and kind of trusted trusted our play. Really, there was hallmarks of it last season. To be fair, where we got well, we conceded the goal quite early. We would equalise or get a goal back quite quickly. Um, funny enough, the game I was with you at last season with West Ham in the cup, as soon as they scored, we scored pretty much straight away. So there was other examples of that which I can't quite think of off the top of my head. But um we're capable of it. And we'll see it's essentially the lineup which finished last season. Um and especially like an honorable a slight honourable mention to Ben Davis as well, who started to adventure more in To be fair, he he didn't do anything like, he didn't pull up many trees, if any, but he was just always in that right position at the right time to offer himself as an option on these underlaps. And he was always covering the right positions off the ball as well. So it kind of helped us to maintain the, the advantage of numbers in the middle while we're sustaining pressure and... And then we got our first goal through a kind of hallmark Conte bit of play from literally right to left. uh, Talk to me because, see, a lot of people were quite critical of uh, assessing your starting ahead of Perisic. I raised an eyebrow a bit, but man, he um, absolutely dunked on Carl Walker-Peters.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was that first goal I thought was... If I'm honest with you, that's like a classic sort of Conte goal in, this, in the sense that we actually move the ball quite well from left to right, back to the middle, then back to the right. Um, a little bit, nice bit of combination play with Kulusevski and, and um, Emerson, um, which resulted in Kulusevski, you know, doing typically what he likes to do. Takes it to the byline, chops back onto his left. And honestly, his his... His cross, when you actually watch it, his cross was so fast. I mean, to be honest with you, like just getting anything on it would have been enough. And the fact that we had it, we had um, Sessignon arriving at the back post, pretty much crashing it on Carl um, Walker Peters to get to that back post. I mean, that was that's probably like in terms of what types of goal Conte wants us to score. That would probably be like somewhere close to a perfect goal. Um, getting your getting your fullbacks way involved in the in the attack and offering sort of an attacking option as well, which I really liked. And to be honest with you, I'm just happy that Sess was able to do that. Um if I'm honest, I was down on Sess. You know, I like Yao, I was calling him extremely sus last season. Ryan suspect, all these other names they were giving him. And I will be honest, I called for him to go. I wanted, I I wanted all four of the fullbacks gone. I just felt He's at time in his career, you know, still kind of young, three years at Spurs, alone away. And I just felt like it was a mixture of his health and his confidence. And even sometimes I actually doubted some of his technical ability as well. But to be honest with you, it looks like he's done a bit of work in the summer, which I think is huge. He looks like a bit more confident, you know, and there were things that I was seeing him do that I didn't really see him do last season. You know, he was doing lots of give and goes. He was quite happy to receive it. At moments, he was trying to take his man on, and he was offering us an attacking outlet, like as a fullback, which is pretty much what Conte wants from his fullbacks. So when he come off, like you know, I mean he he got he got pretty good sort of a ovation, and even little things like the confidence he had to take the disallowed goal on his weaker foot and take it so well as well. Like you know, that's like Quality. a sign of a player who kind of wants to be playing. Who's kind of trying to get his confidence back and trying to just you know get himself into the team, and to be honest with you, for um, a first sort of a first sort of league league appearance, where he's starting, and he now has got like actual quality, experience, and competition. I mean, that's kind of a perfect performance from him. To be honest with you, I was I was really happy with him.
1: I was really happy with him on the weekend. I really was. Yeah, it was like he was um, back at the Alliance all over again. That was a bit shameless. <laughs> I do apologise, but it was um it was good. I'll, I'll give obviously Ivan Perisic a good shout as well because obviously he didn't start. Um, already alluded to that. Um, he come in as this senior figure, this senior kind of figurehead, and he was uh, apparently saying to Sessingham before the game, "Look, as soon as the ball goes out to the right, just make sure you get into that back post area, and you will score." And lo and behold, like literally the first half of the first half of the first game of the season and that's exactly what he does to come clutch for us in what could have been a frustrating time for us, like if Southampton held out for another ten minutes and then they could have held out to half time. Who knows, we might have struggled. But um luckily, yeah, we we trusted our play again and Kulzevsky what well, he he really turned it on. And luckily I, I gambled and pitted him put him in my FPL so very happy with that. And um, again, a beautiful assist from him, man. It's he's just quality.
2: Yeah, he's he's really, I mean, I don't know, man. People are gonna people are gonna get onto on onto us because you know, like, we love to give a lot of these Spurs players credit because I don't think in the league there's lots of Spurs players that don't get credit. And honestly, like I'm gonna sit I'm not gonna sit here and say to you, I thought Kulosevsky was gonna be this unreal player that's going to do X, Y, Z, score X amount of goals, give X amount of assists. But honestly, like from what he did last season and the kind of player he looks like now, like I really do think we have unearthed an absolute gem. Like just everything about his game just looks so like, it almost looks like it's all there. You know, his ability to dribble, his ability to take it in tight spaces, his ability to run at players and to take players on. And also his ability to finish as well. Like like and to forget this guy's what, 21, 22 And I know they're they It's crazy. I know they had this discussion on the main pod about, you know, whether he was better than Saka and Sancho and stuff. But I really do think like, and I think you said it a number of times last season as well. This is a player who gives us absolutely something that Kane and Son don't give us in his ability to build, in his ability to play. And also just his what's the word I want to use? Um
1: his because unpredictability and an intelligence it's, as well, but yeah, like you know, said, he, unpredictability. He's he, abidextrous. He, he
2: can use the flanks. He can go inside. He can take a man one on one. He can he give you assists. Like, I just feel we have a very, very good young player. And actually, this week I actually really I put like a bet on him. I know it's a bit, it's a bit much, but I put a bet on him, young player of the year, at some decent odds. So. Should have
1: got that last season. So yeah. Um, he'd probably cash out now for some good money if he should have got it last year, which he should. Um, but yeah, I don't know what those comments were about on the main pod. Um, or if it was Mario that said it, um, but it's like, oh, we um, we're not used to having good players, so we've been kind of forcing people like Romero and Kuliszewski on yeah, other the- fans. It's like what the fuck, like they've been performing. They they've taken us up a level for a start. They've performed. Very, very well and settled very, very well in this league straight away. That's Romero and Kulizevsky. And not mm-hmm. only that, we've already got Kanan's son, certainly good players. We've had a good heritage of having good players in the past. Why can't we just give our flowers to players who are just performing well in our team who got us into a, a Champions League spot last year?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is maybe we did too hard. much
1: with Hoybia yeah, the year before last. But
2: okay, maybe, okay, maybe, maybe Toads can pull back on that one, but. Like, I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> in, at the end of the day, this is a guy who played half a season in a league he's never played before. And he got, I think, two less assists in the whole season than like Kevin De Bruyne. I think mean, he scored two less goals than Saka did in a whole season. I mean, this is a guy who really, if we're talking, can go leaps and bounds in this league if he really wants to. And it almost looks like he's got this. I want to say he's got this league down, but this is a player that's still. Defenders don't know how to deal with him. You know, they really don't know what sort of threat he's going to give. And the fact that he started the season so well with an assist, w- with a goal, I mean, oh, so nice honestly. as well.
1: You get extra points as well when it just looks aesthetically clean. Like, as soon as he yeah. got that ball, Femerson's cut back. I was just like, yeah, far corner. Yeah. 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 yeah but exactly. On that exactly. other point as well, like, how many plaudits has Diaz been getting since he joined Liverpool? But Kulusevski oh, done negativity. more in uh, the league. You know, people are people going
2: to say, "Oh, like, oh, Diaz is this much, and he's just played in the league since January"? Diaz hasn't been. Diaz hasn't played like Kulusevski has. Like at the end of the day, like I'm not, any of these young guys. Like I, I saw Saka fade away. I saw Sancho do fuck all. I saw Cho not even get on the pitch. And I'm seeing this guy coming from a different league and perform at such a high level. Like it's actually crazy when you think about it. But. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna gas him too much, but I'm just gonna say, they, these these man need to watch him. They need to watch him. We've got a, we've got a proper player on our hands. They need to watch him.
1: Or they can just sleep on him, and then he'll just buck them when uh, whenever he wants. <laughs> absolutely. I don't absolutely. know what's more uh, satisfying, to be honest. Um, I don't know. But...
2: Like, I think it's a masterstroke as well, the fact that we were able to secure him. And get it as a permanent once we secure Ooh. Champions League. I mean, that's do you just... know what?
1: I give Paratici his flowers for, it, but I think he yeah, got a little yeah, bit I lucky with Kulisevsky because his first choice was actually, in fact, Luis Diaz, and it was like, oh well, Kulisevsky is actually available. Now we've lost out to Liverpool, and <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, hey, I man, could listen, tell from listen. the start he was a better fit, but for him to settle in the league as quickly as he has is. I think taking even hey, his listen, biggest man, fans that, by yeah. surprise.
2: I, I know I know they say I know they say Diaz is a street baller and he's from the roads XYZ. Watch that guy closely this season, man. That's what I'm going to say, man. Watch that
1: guy close, man. What oh, we got there. You got something cooking there, booker. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah for that for man. There's a couple of man.
2: There's a couple of man, There's a couple of man that I got a little something for, but watch that man close. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> All right. Watch that I like man it. very
1: close. Yeah. I do like him but I just don't think he's had the impact of uh that Kaliszewski has and he, Diaz seems to me that he's got more flowers from neutral fans than Kaliszewski. Um Absolutely. Big but, but facts. Big I, I facts. Don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, I um we oh, went on a little bit of um Kind of new spurs all the defence league rant there, but um <laughs> see wrapping up I'm trying to think. Um I didn't even cover the second goal. Um so yeah, yeah. We, we two one up quite soon after equalising. Um yeah. see so corner came back out with a Gianni Theo's new routines, didn't quite come off, but come back out and Dyer I think he's been told to stay up now. Um Kevin Dyer. Boerena, some some sections of football fans are calling him these days. Don't ask me who, because it's just us to be honest. But um, stayed up and got himself a good header and uh, great cross, great little cross by Son.
2: Yeah, I mean, like uh, I think I said it in the group, but like Son, in terms of, and I, I know you know we were calling out for another midfielder who could possibly be another set piece taker, but I thought Son's set pieces and crosses on the weekend were pretty much near perfect. There was not one that I looked at and was like, oh, that's a bit rubbish. Like, literally, most of his corners, most of his crosses, um, all of them were pretty much spot on. And the assist for that was was, like, perfect. Like, I mean, again, another player that we just underrate because he's, like, how many players you get are ambidextrous, two-footed, that can play on the left, that can play on the right, that can hit with either foot. That's... And deliver with such quality, so um, I was really happy. Like I was looking at, I watched the game back on um, Sunday, and I was looking to see if we did something differently in the set pieces. But it just looks like we were just fortunate that it came back out to beer who then popped it back out to Sun. Well, his his pass was like a was like a longest sort of diagonal ball, which got headed back to Sun, and then what was actually a really sort of smart header from Dyer, to be honest with you. Um, who look pretty happy to score. And rightly so, man. Again, that's something that we kind of need defenders or even other mid- midfielders sort of scoring. And also more from set pieces, which hopefully... Like I've actually said as well, is that I know people will want us to have more of an outlet from some of the players. But, like, little things that we've done this season, like bringing in a set-piece coach, that's going to add, you know, a five, a six, a seven goals a season. And all these little all these little changes, all these little things that we bring in,
1: you know, they are going to add up,
2: you know, they are.
1: They yeah, are. That's right. Um, yeah, it could even obviously prevent us from uh, conceding more goals as well. So you could at least see, um, and we've spoken about it on other pods as well, but it could potentially end up seeing at least a 10 goal swing um, where you got five margins for positions, especially up there in the table in the Premier League. And it could be the difference. It really can. Yeah. Um, Right. But yeah, that summarizes the half. Um coming out into the second half. I'd say uh, Emerson and Kulizevsky pretty much um really took control of that game.
2: Yeah, they, they really did. Like I really I really liked how both of those guys were constantly working, constantly pressing, making life somewhat difficult if it was Kul, if it was Kulu that was pressing it was Emerson that was being an option. If it was Emerson that was pressing, it was Kulusevski that was being an option. And effectively, it was from a a, a try press from Kulu, Emerson, and I think it was either Hoyberg or or Benton, one of the two, which allowed us to flood forward. Emerson had acres of space. I remember watching the Conte cam and seeing the pass that he made to Son almost looked like it was behind Son. And I thought, "Mm, maybe that the attack might be gone. And Emerson, crazily enough, stayed up, uh, fed it, Sun fed him the ball and what what looked like a cross. I I, I at first I was like, that's an awful shot, but it looked it was a cross in the end. And Salisu like comedically, <laughs> comedically <laughs> hit it back into the goal, which I just thought why on earth would he not hit it with his right, with with his right foot? But, um, yeah, just flipped it back into the goal to make it I've 3-1. been a little
1: bit disappointed with Salah as well, you know, because I've kind of liked his profile, been watching him. I was like, oh, maybe he could be a good little left-centre-back, picked yeah. up the Spurs. And then Agreed. he's been sent off against us, and now he's uh, scored um, what looked like yeah. a borderline match-fixing on goal. Um, yeah,
2: no, you're right, you're right. I mean, that's two games, last few games against them where I thought he was good in the first game, I suppose. But then uh, the last two have been you know, a little bit funny. Um, I, I wasn't really that confident in, in him, to be honest with you, on the weekend. And I felt like we pressed him. And I can't remember there was the, another lad that, that was at that centre-back for them that we pressed the hell out of, um, just forced them into like a certain number of errors, to be honest with you. But, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. Maybe it was an off day. Like, a lot of people were talking about... Um, not really having much money and um them not really being like uh, where they really want to be but even like some of what Hassan Hutu was saying um after the game about it about us being completely like different in terms of quality and ability to them just doesn't really bode too well on game week one to be honest but that's that
1: mm-hmm. and yeah even in centre midfield where we kind of I guess, set up to be more functional. If anything, Ben Sankur, in particular, took complete control. Oh, it's and Huibia um, who actually almost killed the counter-attack, well, he actually pretty much did kill the counter-attack for that third goal, and then we rescued it somehow and got the own goal. Um, he he had a pretty good game as well when he was clipping through balls in um, the opposition half. But Ben Sankur, just the way he demands the ball in such tight areas and always manages to distribute it and break up play at times as well when needed. Um Yeah, so crucial, so crucial. He really stepped it up after Southampton took the lead and he just got better as the game went on, really. Um Yeah,
2: he really was, really was top, man. And Tankour is a spectacle his, his to voice. watch
1: live as well, isn't he? Because I was watching it on... What you could say was quite a dodgy stream. I have watched the game back since to mm-hmm. kind of appreciate what he did. But when you see him live, and I've yeah. said it before, like when you see him actually ask for the ball, it's just tired, he's like, please, 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 no, he's not there, not there, not there. You almost feel like shouting man onto him, but he's so aware. He always manages to seem, well, he seems to always turn out of pressure. And he um, really, really,
2: he really backs himself technically, you know, like there's lots of stuff that he did that I was like, you can't take it there. That's maybe one, one touch too many. Ah, he should have probably given it. But every single time when it looks like he might lose it or he might be under pressure, finds a way out. Like I just liked his his combination play for me was just was excellent. I just thought he worked so well with the wing backs, he worked so well with Hoybier. And what I really, really liked about his play as well, which I think Conte is trying to push us to do more, which I liked from the way we played on Saturday, was how many times we popped it one two three four and then we open the pitch up and spread the spread the game wide. I really really mm. liked how he did that. And like he did that quite a lot over the weekend to be honest with you. And that kind of relieves the pressure you know of of that being sort of a packed or compact sort of midfield and it just opens a pitch up allows Emerson to get running allows Sessignon to get running Culu to get running Davies to even um uh help with the attack as well and I just thought he really was so important to like how we built and how we progressed and even also how we recycled the ball um on the weekend too
1: exactly exactly and that being said um when uh, we were looking to close the game out uh, we had uh we had Emerson and Kaliszewski essentially wrapped the game up, just showing their their combination play. As the game went on, it just got better and better to to wrap it up on the fourth. And um, we're joined now by Tobes. How's it going?
3: What are you like saying? What's good? Just summarising
1: the end of the Southampton game. How are you doing? I'm
3: good, man. I'm good, man. It's good to be here, man. It's been it's been it's positive positive. It's it's, it's a good period for us, man. It's. You speak about Spurs with a smile on your face, man. You couldn't say this a year ago, could you? Well, maybe you could because we beat Man City, but we all knew that it was going to be a short lived, short lived moment. But now who knows how, how long the, the happy days will be for. So but
1: fair enough, fair enough. Well let's move on to it. I mean, we obviously we've spoken um, spoke about Southampton and mm-hmm. what you alluded to there about how much we've changed in the past year. Um I want to speak about someone who you've been quite critical mm-hmm. of, to be fair, Tobes and Rightly or wrongly, sir, at times, mm-hmm. Uh Fabio Perattitude.
3: Boy, I've been eating a lot of humble pie, or maybe some carbonara, or uh, or a little uh, truffle truffle pasta. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been eating a lot of humble pie because I cannot lie. Perattici in 2022 has been a smooth navigator, in my opinion, man. I feel like I feel like I gave. It, I feel like when I look back at the stick I gave him in January, saying, oh, we didn't do enough, we didn't do enough. The two signings he brought us, mate, they practically, they were catalysts in Spurs getting top four. And then when you look at what he's done so far, to sum up, every single player that the managers wanted, he's got. Um, even tapping into, like, young talent in Italy as well, Destiny Udo, yudogi as well. And then when you read the article about how how much of a role he played Harry Kane um as well. And if Harry Kane then goes on to sign a new contract, then if Conte then goes on to sign a new contract, it's it's only putting him in a positive light. I feel like I feel like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna forget the nonsense that he put us through. Um hashtag no to no to Gattuso um no to Nuno, uh Chicken Royale, leaving us short in the in the summer window of 2021. But I must say, like, I can't really speak bad on Paratishi this summer. I just can't. Like, he's he, he's proven me wrong and he's doing he's doing a good job. And to be honest, he's doing the job I kind of expected him to do initially because I was a bit optimistic about Paratishi when he came in. I wanted Campos, but I was calm with Paratishi. I felt like he had a really good record at Juventus when it came to bringing in, like, good talent. Obviously, he lost his way towards the end, but he just wasn't really giving us or giving me the vibes that I needed for my DOF. But I must say, he's he's definitely shut me up, man. And, I, and I'm better for it, man. Thank you. Thank you, Fabio. Thank you.
1: Yeah, fair play. And I was saying um, to Topps earlier, to be fair, like he probably got a bit lucky with the Colisevski signing, <clears throat> even though he identified him as a talent. His first choice was initially um, Luis Diaz. But yeah, fair play for swooping in and getting the deal he did for him. Romero and for me I love the present he's set just to be figuratively and maybe even literally at times on Levy's neck like at the time the fans were calling for someone to come in and run football operations because as much as of a Levy apologist I have been in the past I knew obviously he just wasn't capable of being proactive in football operations shall we say Mm -hmm. he was far too reactive at times and well, most of the time. Um, he came in set a president. I love the passion he has for Spurs as well. I mean, you two passion merchants should love it as well, surely. Um, he seems to be right on the touchline, having a go at like, the referee or the ops most of the time. Um, little things he's introduced, like a branded coach, suits before games, and just getting us to act like a big club and being proactive in the transfer market would need be and aiding in the clear out of the players which really truly needed to go. Um yeah, just fair play for for saying that president really. Um, even though he had a few little bumps that if he had managed to hire so then boy, that, that we could have been in a completely new to the been. situation we, we, of now.
3: We would have been mudded beyond belief. Wow.
1: Wow. So, yeah, I've got to try and stay grounded with that. um, But for what he's building now and managing to get Conte as well, can't really complain.
3: I agree.
1: I agree. So so I can't remember if you were critical of Paratiti or not. But, yeah, I've I've been... um, Do you know what? I love the videos he does as well. Like, even when he came out in the summer, uh, around this time last year... And um, in the winter, when I think we he came up with a video after that loss to Burnley, um, in and around, so yeah, just him actually showing face and bridging like having that connection from the fans to what is effectively the board, um, it's something we've not had in a while, so yeah, I can only appreciate that, even though it could be scripted at times with the club media. No,
3: nah, I, I like those interviews as well. I felt like, yeah, at times it can be scripted, but at least he's coming out and he's given us some insight into what what's going on, what's the thought process behind some of the decisions that they've taken. So we didn't get that before. All you would get was some nonsense, soft story from Levy at the end of the season, hey, eh, to the supporters, mm. blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Yad. At least Paratishi gives us some checkpoints. This is what we've done. This is why we've done it. We've, we fucked up here, but we're going to do X, Y, Z. This is what we're working towards. So, yeah, man, nah, he's, he's, doing, he's doing okay so far, but don't screw it up. Don't screw it up.
1: <laughs> do you know what, though? I still think he should probably... I, feel, I still maintain he could or should probably leave when, if and when Conte does. Because I still like have question marks he's... on his football idea. Maybe he only looks to hire pragmatic Managers, Conte is the creme de la creme of pragmatism. To be fair, but mm-hmm. outside of that, I couldn't see anyone who would be good for continuity as as a head coach that so that would benefit us. But yeah, we'd see. We'll wait and see. Or well, if he doesn't bring in Potter, then he can leave
3: when you have an agenda you really like to sort of ram it home don't you honestly I think I do hyperbole you like to ram boy let me not let me not speak me not... <laughs> all I'm saying is you like to you love a bit of ramming don't you so boy I'm gonna I'm 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 leave it at that okay <laughs> marathon man <Relax.
1: laughs>
3: I'm gonna leave it at that and I'll take a big fat pause so boy oh, <laughs> yeah, you will take a pause hey, of that
1: leather couch
2: Relax there, brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do like podding when it is just the three of us. But yeah, moving uh, yeah. on, we've got the Chelsea preview. Oh. And um, boy, how uh, how confident are you heading into this game, Tops? Oh,
2: I don't know, man. Like, I hate this fixture. I hate this fixture so much, man. Because it's just a fixture that like, for some reason we just don't have that much luck in. Um, The one little bit of confidence I'm taking from it is that it's the start of the season. Not everybody's fully at it, but I feel like we would have prepared more than any other game because of the manner in which we lost the four games, or was it the six games that we played them last season, in which we lost four or something in, in one month, I think. So... I think it's going to be interesting how he sets up because you can look at this kind of game and think, OK, you know he's the same manager, he's going to have the same sort of style, maybe with different players, but you've met this guy four times in like one month. You know what he's kind of going to produce, you know what he's kind of going to give you. It's really just about how we can prepare ourselves to combat basically what they can offer. And yeah, they've got some new pieces. They've got, some new pieces. They got Sterling, they've got Gulu Bali, they've got their starting fullbacks, they've got Kante and Jorginho there again. These are all things that we can kind of prepare for. And I just think the only thing that's giving me confidence is that it's the start of the season. And I imagine that we will be giving ourselves a real hard time to perform in this game because it was the one fixture last season which we absolutely didn't. So it's away, which I which I fucking hate. I hate Chelsea away, but I'm hoping if we can get some points out of it, then that's a plus. Just don't get beat. That's just you know what. I've I mean.
1: seen uh quite a lot of people like with a take of saying Koulibaly might be the best defender in the Premier League this year. And they've put in on these takes on um what is a very good app on the underrated app. A lot of people have Koulibaly in their top two, if not top one. No one's really putting Romero there, which is disrespectful. So yeah, Koulibaly better show up um of these claims. And I need I need Kane to absolutely Dent Thiago Silva after his uh, theatrics to stop him scoring at the bridge last time. Well, he did score, but yeah. claimed the foul. Um, yeah. Would you I take a draw? Hell.
3: I would bite your hand off for a draw.
1: Seriously, but,
3: but, I'm not yeah, taking a draw. I would, yeah, but
2: at this I would. This t- reason, I would bite your hand off yes. for a
3: draw. Honestly, I, I feel like uh, listen, Chelsea. Chelsea are vulnerable, but they're also Chelsea, and honestly, we have gone to this ground. In better moments, and we've been blamed. Mm-hmm. We've been blamed, and mm-hmm. I get it. Conte, different manager, new belief, etc., etc., which is why I'm not going for a loss. But I feel like with this one, I'm actually need to see it to believe that we're going to win there because it's one of those grounds where, like, it, I, I actually hate it. I cannot stand it. Every single time I've gone to watch Spurs play at this ground, we get killed. Get killed, so uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Can Spurs win? Yes. Do we have enough quality within us to win? Yes. Yeah. But I, I can't just guarantee that we're going to win it because it, it, it never, it, it almost never ever just goes the way that I, I, I
2: think. True. You're Absolutely. You're absolutely. I told you's absolutely right. I mean, honestly, it's just one of these games where things just. You can prepare, prepare and prepare and something just out of nowhere, either a wonder goal or a stupid mistake or something just seems to grab these, man. And I just feel it's like a... The, the thing about this as well, that this annoyed one. Me is that big we one. have performed in big games. We performed against Liverpool last season. We performed against City last season. We got eight points off them, man. I just need us to start performing more in games like this. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Go into it. Give a good account of yourselves. Don't leave embarrassed. If you give a if you give if you give a good account of yourself, then if you lose from a very good goal or a mistake, fine, you can hold that. But you have to give a good account of yourself. You lost to them a lot last season. You lost to them four times in a row in a month. We have to we have to perform. And even I if think- it means we grab a draw, give me a draw. Let me just prepare for for Wolves next week then. Let me prepare for Wolves next week. Give me a draw. I think with this one as well, yeah. I think with this one,
3: it's um like Top said. I think first and foremost, I need us to impose our will in this game. I need us to remain competitive throughout, because like last season, I know, uh, and I'll get onto us. I'll get onto our squad. But like last season, although we didn't play the strongest of squads in the league game at their ground, um, we. Kept it tight in the first half. I think Lukaku had a chance that he should have buried, but apart from that, we kept it tight defensively. But the minute they raised it up a gear, we fumbled. Ziet scores a screamer, and then all of it, and then Cho starts ripping the shit out of Tanganga, and then bang, the game's done. So I need us to be in this game for 90 minutes, the same way we were in it for Liverpool, the same way we were in it for Man City. If that's if that happens, then I personally don't think we're losing this match. I can't see a loss if, if that happens. And I feel like we should take inspiration from our performances against the likes of Liverpool and Man City and even Arsenal to imp- and even Man United. Again, we lost, but I'm talking about performance so we can impose our will on this, on, this, on this match because as vulnerable as Chelsea are, they always turn up against Spurs. They always do. At their ground, they always do. They always turn up against Tottenham no matter what no matter what
1: yeah and they'll be bolstered by the likes of clucluxphere up sorry um and raheem sterling uh i'm i'm actually really scared of sterling but um there's a comment here from tr who's the to if arsenal can do them at their ground why can't we i mean that last season that game last season arsenal, like chelsea surrendered that game 100. Christensen had an absolute howler and he's yeah. left. So, yeah. Um, that I don't think that's going to happen at all. Um, I think they're much set- more settled than, than that particular game, even though I guess the narrative around them now is they are still quite unsettled, they still don't have that much creativity. But yeah, I think we'll probably struggle to impose ourselves on them. Um, because even though I feel like we actually played really well against Southampton, I think they played to our hands quite a lot. Um, Hasenhutl kind of alluded to it after the game and said, look, we couldn't defend deep how we wanted to because we just didn't have the players to do it. Um, So we had to be more on the front foot. I I think Chelsea are going to be much better and smarter defensively and being able to control possession in midfield. Um, Obviously a smaller pitch. I think I said already so yeah I think it'll be harder for us but that said I still can't take a draw I still can't take a draw at this point with as good of a moment as we're in we've got all of our key players fit um yeah why not why not was Conte in charge when we beat them at Stanford Bridge last time mm, yeah he was there you go so he should kind of know how to win um but that all said, uh, would you make any changes to the starting lineup?
3: No, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't. Um, I feel like when you look at the positions that you could throw someone in, okay, right wing back, we know Emerson Royale is pants, but
1: I'll keep him there, yeah.
3: But but he had a good game against um Southampton and throwing Jed Spence into the deep end like this or throwing a half bait Matt Doherty, nah. At least we know Emerson, there's some confidence there. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I I, gen- I genuinely wouldn't change it. Like keep the team that has the rhythm, right? So I think I would I would keep I, I would keep the team on change. And then even left wing back, um even left wing back, I think I would still keep Ces- I would still keep Seth Ces- okay. after his performance last week. And you look at the defensive performances he had in the games where we were playing in transition more. I'll keep him. I'll keep him. I think. I think the likes of Perisic, the likes of Pissouma, the likes of Spence, I would start them next week against Wolves at home. Let them play in front of in front of our in front of the majority home crowd first, and sort of start feeling the way around the team, how how the manager wants them to play. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think that if it, if it ain't broken, don't fix it for this for this specific game. And this will be the one and one time only where I'm advocating where I'm advocating Chicken Royale starting in the big game because Man City, I will not be asking for him to start away.
1: He did rise it in big games last season, though, to be fair to Emerson, towards the back end of the season. Yeah, really?
3: Arsenal, Arsenal, Liverpool. Yeah, he did. Um, and then and then the midfield. Uh, listen, the most contentious one is Hoybia. I think if Yao he, was here, he'd be asking for. Hoibier to be dropped, but no, I'm sorry, I'm not dropping Hoibier. I'm not dropping Hoibier or Bentoncourt. Hoibier was was our best midfielder in um, in the big games we played in the stretch against Man United, against Liverpool, against well, Arsenal. I think Bentoncourt was really good um, against Man City. I think Bentoncourt was good there as well. But against Liverpool
2: good. as well, against Liverpool, Hoibier was good as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but there were games at Man City and Liverpool where Bentoncourt wasn't good, and Hoibier still brought it. So I feel like especially after the uh, the decent game he had against um Southampton, go where you're tried and trusted. Like of course I would love for Basuma to be starting these games. You you bring in Basuma for these type of matches. But the fact of the matter is he's just not up to scratch in comparison to the rest. So like I said, if it ain't broken, don't fix it.
1: That's absolutely true. And uh, obviously, he can still cook off the bench as well. Um, so, we were debating left wing back just before um, you rejoined Just, just there, would you keep Ryan Sess or would you start Perisic?
2: Um, I think I would start with Sess. I feel like um, if they set up with Sterling, it would be a good... It'll be a good sort of battle for him. Um, and keep him busy. But, I mean, I suppose we're lucky with the five subs that if there is a situation where we feel he's maybe getting um, taken advantage of or not performing too well, that I think Perisic is ready to go. I mean, I, I imagine he's going to be ready to go at any level. And the good thing about Perisic is that he's experienced, he's played in big games, he's not going to be phased by this sort of game anyway. So, you put him in, now, you put him in later, it doesn't really make a difference. At least we know that if Sess isn't having a good game or is not really performing at the level, you have someone that's going to come in that's going to perform really, really well anyway.
3: Yeah. I, f- I think the key thing to note with this one is the players that are, are are the ones likely to drop out, they're actually playing well or relatively well. Like, what It's not like they're in bad form and they need to come out. We know Perisic is better than Sess, We know Basuma is better than... Um, than Hoibier, we know that Jed Spence, from a technical perspective, is better. He's a better he's a better ball player than than Emerson. But these guys are playing well right now, and when they're playing well, and the team is playing well, and they're part of that, for the sake of continuity, just just keep them again in the team, or keep them in the EXI. And like Top said, we've got the backup. That's the whole point of these signings squad game. We've got the backup. If it's not going to plan, you can bring on Perisic. If it's not going to plan, you can bring on Spence or Doherty. If it's not going to plan, you can bring on Basuma.
1: Thanks. I'd be tempted to start Perisic, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, mad, I'm not mad at it. All those,
3: all those names mentioned, like, again, mm. that's the beauty of it, right? It's not It's not going to make me upset if, or, or anyone here upset. If you see Basuma, if you see Basuma, Spence, and Perisic starting, you're still gonna be, you're still gonna be thinking that Spurs can get the result that you thought they would be able to get without those guys because they're good players.
1: It's just it's just purely down to momentum, right? But exactly, yeah. exactly. So right, before we cut, just quickly, what are your score predictions?
3: I'm going for a one-one. One-one. A one-one. Yeah. One-one, or maybe a Desmond. Desmond two-two.
1: Fair enough, yeah. man. But you are being called up as well. So thank you for dropping in there, uh, Tops. Safe. Safe. One one draw from the uh, from Marathon man there. Tops, what's your predicted score?
2: Yeah, I'll go and score draw. I'll go and score draw two. Uh,
1: <sighs> I
2: just there's always an inkling in me that says that we can we can go there and get a result, but it's just because of the the history of this game and the way that we performed against this same manager against this with this same group of players uh, I just see it as a game that like they can probably use the fact that they've beaten us so many times in in the last sort of season as means to be like yeah you've done it before a number of times you can go out there and beat them I want us to just give a good account of ourselves these in my opinion I really do believe at this point, with Conte with this group of players these are the games that matter I, I i actually feel that we're comfortably a top five top six team in the league and there's teams like Southampton and the Wolves and the Fulhams i don't really see as like an issue anymore it's these matches which are going to push us to the next level these matches where we go away from home in uncomfortable situations uncomfortable stadiums and up against it and perform these are the games that are gonna say to me okay we're finally changing, we're finally, you know, turning the tide. Um, So, absolutely, if we can get a win, sure. But I think it's only right that we go into it and, like, you know, are quite measured or guided in our expectations. It's the second game of the season against what is not a rubbish Chelsea team. I think a score draw is a real, like, I think it it would be a good result. I mean, arguably, you know, if you're going into the first three games and you're maybe taking seven points... And one of those games is against Chelsea away. Yeah, I'm grabbing that one. I'm grabbing that, bro.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. They're definitely not a bad team. I mean, nearly 200 spent. How can they be a bad team, right? But I, I just can't take, I can't take a draw at this point. Like, because we have so much stability at the moment, and we are so familiar throughout the whole team. Defense sorted, midfield. Functioning properly, win backs really coming into it now, and the forward line is up there with the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go as far to say it's the best, although it's definitely up for debate. Um, yeah, I see us maybe edging it. Like, I can see I've put my chest out a little bit because I've been sitting on the fence. Since last weekend, about how this game's going to go, but I'm going to predict a 2 0 win. Okay. Don't know why so, my cam I mean, had to I'll... make my face go blurry when I said that. No, no, no.
2: I don't think that's. I don't, I don't think that's. Trying crazy. to censor like, me, you bitch. It's funny. I watched the game. I watched uh, quite a bit of the game Chelsea played in pre preseason against Arsenal. And I just. I don't know. I was baffled that Arsenal blew him away. It was it was baffling because they
1: played quite a strong team to be honest. Chelsea surrendered the game. Fully. Do yeah, remember? I remember Softest Cheeks was playing in midfield. I remember Christensen yeah, making Gallagher silly, world. silly mistakes. Uh yeah. who else was playing in midfield? I think it was it wasn't. Uh, Gallagher, any played of the first midfield.
2: Gallagher played in midfield, then Jorginho came on. Um Loftus cheek. Uh Kante, I don't think Kante played that day. Neither did. Never did. Um, Gilmore. It was. It, it was a funny match, man. It was a funny match. They, like you said, they almost like they gave it up. But I don't know. I just wasn't convinced. They just didn't seem to to offer.
1: Tiago like, Silva had to come on at halftime. I remember that. Um... Yeah. And then, and then I don't know. I watched them last week against
2: Chelsea, against Everton, and I think Everton really gave an okay account of themselves. They just, I think they just lacked a little bit of quality. But then again, when when I've watched Chelsea, uh, and a lot of guys will probably say this, when you watch Chelsea, there's, there's nothing about them that like makes you feel, God, that looks really good or that looks like a, a definite combination, that looks like a definite style. They almost they, they almost look like a flat team. And sometimes I'm always like, how do they you know get these games? How do they get these wins? But they've got players of real quality. Like, you know, if they want, Mount can turn it on. Havertz, if he wants to. Um, Rhys James, now they've got Sterling. I mean be mm. wary of him. Like I, I still think that he can't really coach like a proper fluid attack but again he's a very pragmatic sort of manager and he trusts a lot of his fullbacks and he puts a lot of work into their build up play so I mean, it'll be interesting to see how we go I do feel though like if there is a team that can really go at them and can really try and like get at them it would be us at this point We're, with our attackers with our fullbacks absolutely
1: Make really a good point there. Win back the situation definitely looks a lot better now. Yeah. Um, last week against Everton, Thiago Silva was immense. Yeah, but far the man in the match. He was. I need because, rightly so, because he's capable as well. And he he wasn't at his best against Southampton. Uh, I need Kane to bully Thiago Silva. He is capable.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it,
1: just what, what impress he did impressing him.
2: Like he was, he was quiet. Quiet got a few shots off. So was involved in some of the build up some of the transitions. Arguably, Son probably should have passed it to him that that that, that time in the first half. But I mean, I think, no, he, he definitely
1: won... should have passed it to him. I and mean, his hold-up play was decent, to be fair, but it was by Kane standards. Not, hmm. his, great,
2: not his greatest game, but then as well, it's good because we're, we're actually seeing him in more advanced positions. We're not seeing him in sort of the middle or deep third. We're, we're actually seeing him playing in the areas where we kind of want him to. Um, maybe I don't know. It's the first game, so yeah, I suppose there's very little to go off. But I, I thought he did okay. I thought him and Son did okay. I mean, I mean again, like you know, listen to what we're saying. We're talking about a Spurs team who relied heavily on these guys with high xG, and we're talking about them not even scoring in a four-nil win, four-one win at home. Like,
1: yeah, Talk it's Oh, uh, I just realised as well, we might even see a Richarlison debut.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Again, that's another. You know, people are people are going to be saying sixty million here and his GNA there. But again, that's a that's another useful player to have if you need to change up the attack. Again, I'm sick of people
1: house. saying sixty million. By the way, but yeah,
2: you know that's he's a shit house. He's going to want to impress. It's his first mm-hmm. game as well. Like I imagine, like
1: scoring against Chelsea.
2: Yeah, he's he's a hundred percent coming on. Hundred percent coming on 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 Sunday.
1: Mm. And number nine
2: Yeah Bring him on Bring me that man Bring me that man
1: Here we go There you go Have I have I convinced you We might actually win this game? Who knows?
2: Um, not particularly But I'm just, <laughs> just going to Find know, out on
1: uh, the next episode
2: I'm just going to be guided I'm, That's all I can be I can, All I can be is just measured With this team at the moment um, I like what we're doing I like what we've done But all I can do is be guided
1: Lovely stuff. Well, yeah, that wraps up um, the pub for this evening. And um, thank you to all those who joined the stream, particularly Ojam, whose nickname I might actually steal. That's um, quite a nice little nickname for my first name. Let's um, see, so thank you to yourself and Tobes, who's had to do the big six now, for being lovely, lovely, lovely no, co hosts.
2: Always good to be on. Re- remember, anyone listening as well, um, Touchdown Frackers. Uh, we've got a live show um, on Sunday, the 4th of September at Belushi's London Bridge. Um, if you go to the uh, Touchline fracas Instagram or Twitter, um, that will show you a link for tickets, if there are any available, because um, I know it did um, sell quite quickly. But yeah, uh, a few of us New Spurs order guys should be there. I'm going to be there. Tobe's going to be there. I think. Apparently Tobi's the touchy guy. lot
1: are bringing an army.
2: So um and there's obviously gonna be uh two live matches that day in which one of them's Monday United be Arsenal and um yeah after the games there's gonna be a live pod as well. So um, it'd be good to interact with some of
1: Only something like eight T V screens as well, I heard. Yeah,
2: loads loads of screens. So it's gonna be <laughs> gonna be a bit of a football mad Sunday. Um it's always a good laugh. Always good to be with like um the guys from other pods and also just to meet everyone as well. So if you if you can get down
1: do it yeah love to be there myself you gonna be there yeah i'm gonna be there tobes is gonna to be there i think
2: dave and side might be there i'm not 100 sure but yeah uh most of like the touchline fracas sort of people from um copen fracas Moga, chesse hour and um arsenal uh touchy gunas a lot of them are gonna be there as well they're, they're definitely gonna bring a lot of man so yeah come down come down sunday Sunday, 4th of September. Be a good laugh.
1: For sure. And uh, yeah, and keep an eye out for those tickets. Keep an eye out for our streams on uh, Thursday evenings. Keep an eye for the audio form pod on Saturday mornings. And uh, as for this week, peace. Peace. Thank you, XPAC. Up the Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. And
0: on debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Burkevine has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh, yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.